In this episode of the Cube Command Podcast, we're talking Spider-Man on PS4, including the DLC and all that good stuff, but we're just focusing on the gameplay this time. But beware of spoilers anyway. Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoy, and I'm joined by my good friend Nathan. This is a podcast where you can chill with us as we talk about the news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. The Cube Command Podcast is produced by Savoya Studios and is part of the Savoya Media Network. To find all of our shows, just go to SavoyaMedia.com. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He does whatever spiders can. Give me pictures of the Spider-Man. J. Jonah Jameson crashing the Spider-Man theme? Of course. J. Jonah Jameson makes me angry. Oh, please don't tell me you hated his stuff in the game. <laughs> because that was one of my favorite things. Actually, there, there was some good stuff in there. It was a very emotional ride because there would be points where he's like, oh, he's saying something good about me. He's saying, oh, Spider-Man did s- save the city from Hammerhead. Oh, man, Jay, thanks. But he's also a menace to society. Oh, man, that was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Why'd you have to do that to me, JJ? I, I know that there was just some that I loved so much that I could listen to them over and over again. I like the one where he... uh. He, he he gets proven wrong by one of the callers and he just hangs up on him. You want to know what my favorite one was? I have two in particular. Which one? The, the one after you beat uh, Rhino. And he's like, you want to know what the city needs? Police? Rhinoceroses. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that'll solve and everything. Then in, in, in the uh, third DLC, I, I don't know if there's a certain event to trigger this, but... He's like, I think it might be after you beat the game. Oh, he's wait, like, I know what you're talking. He's about. like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to worry you. But there are not just one Spider-Man, but there are two. <laughs> and he like has the heart attack, and he's like, oh, whoever his assistant, and he's like, no, don't call an ambulance. It's too expensive. Call a cab. I have a coupon for that. Don't touch my wallet. <laughs> I remember that. It's Yo, so the, good. He said, there are now one, but two Spider-Man. I was like, oh, we done it now. I, I can't wait for Spider-Man 2. Wait, I, I just remembered the one, uh, uh, his assistant, Jared. Uh, the one where uh, he fires Jared, and then he gets so much backlash that he has to publicly apologize to him on his podcast. Oh, those are so funny. So if you, if you can't tell already, we played Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4. Uh, Spider-Man, what, that was a 2018 game, right? Yes, 2018. It was. it was, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's part of the, it got a game of the year release, so it's like 20 bucks now, and that's how Nathan was able to get his grubby mitts on it. So we also played the DLC, because it got three DLC packs released for it. It's very interesting, because they put a lot of effort into it, while also developing a whole new, uh, side game based on Miles Morales. It's nuts. But, so, we, we love the game, we hope you love the game. And so, so much praise that we decided to split it into two parts. Uh, we got the first part, we're going to be talking about the game itself, how it functions, uh, how it plays, uh, what enjoyment we got out of it. And the second part is dedicated to poor old Spider-Man and him dying. Spoilers. He didn't die. <laughs> Yet. We yeah, don't yeah, know what's right. going to happen in the sequel. Yeah, you're right. The sequel opens up with him dying. It's just like Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just like into the Spider Verse. He gives like gets out and... <laughs> <laughs> he gives him the whole one two. More like or just one in this case. More like the double decker. So Spider Man PS4, um, like any good Spider Man story, it takes place in New York, Manhattan specifically. So Spider Man games are like I, I haven't actually played a lot of them. I, I haven't I played, played um, any. Really? I've never played a single Spider Man game up until this one. Not even Spider Man Two. On the PlayStation 2? Nope. Really? I don't have a PS2. Dang. Well, I don't either, but I still found a way to play it. Not pirating Cousin's House. It's a different thing. I, I played that one for a little bit, and then I played Amazing Spider-Man. It was, I think it was on the Wii U, I think? What's a Wii U? I don't know. It was a very weird console and a very weird game. Because, like, you could swing on the clouds, and it was, like, it was very odd. You can't touch the cloud. can nathan nathan <laughs> no. you can always reach your dreams if you try hard enough and spider-man's dream is to swing on the clouds so apparently developers <laughs> okay. thought that was appropriate enough to let him do so uh it was all right but then when, when i started seeing like the footage of spider-man i was like i'm talking about the ps4 version i was like oh wow like this actually looks a lot more realistic and flows a lot better than the whatever it was that i played so let's let's jump right into this Spider-Man, ground movement. That's the first note you have on here. Uh, yeah, you you run on the ground sometimes. Not very often. If you run on the ground in Spider-Man, it probably means you don't know where the R2 trigger is located. Yeah, but you can do neat parkour tricks. You can say hello to citizens. Yeah, that's so cool. It's like, you yeah, can do you like just high give fives. them a, like, a little salute. I like doing the little like Spider-Man 3 kind of like... <laughs> Dude, 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 yeah, that whole thing. I wish they put that in the game. If they put the little then, rolling motion he does, it would have been so good. Do <laughs> you know there would just be compilations of people exclusively walking around the sidewalks in New York? Yeah. Dressed as freaking underwear Spidey or whatever. <laughs> so, ground movement's pretty good. Like you said, there's parkour. Um, that's also done by the uh, the same motion, the same input that swing is because swing is mapped to a one button it's like the the r2 and park parkour is also r2 um i like that it's it's one i i get that like the previous spider-man games were like lauded because they had a lot of creativity in the way you swing i haven't played them but i assume it's because you probably use both triggers for swinging in this one there are some people that were like i've seen like reviews where they're like oh the swinging's good, but it's not as like in depth as like like Web of Shadows or whatever. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's there, good. Like there was a lot of depth to swinging in this. Yeah, there is. It's not the same exact thing that that people grew up on, but it's like it serves its purpose. I think it's I think it encapsulates how it feels to swing around a Spider Man very well, especially when you get it fully upgraded. Man, mm-hmm. that stuff is nuts. Because there are there are skill trees in this game, you can like upgrade your attacks, movement speed, um, how many like options. Yep, defensive options. Like the swing is like very bare bones when you start it, but like once you start, like maybe like halfway through the game when you get all the like the swing upgrades, if you invest most of your points in that, you can actually like there's so many ways to like never touch the ground. It's crazy. It's so great. <laughs> One of the first things I did was get the uh extended point launch because like if you're in a tight spot 
I think like point launching is a great like get me out of there kind of option. Yeah. So ground movement and aerial movement have like a really good flow that I I just sometimes I'll just like you know swing around and like not do anything just because it's so fun. So what what are your thoughts on the aerial movement specifically? Oh, it is so nice. It's, it's, it feels so good to go everywhere in the city besides Central Park. No, you can grab onto the trees actually. Yeah, but you can't point launch from them. Oh no. <laughs> you can't go fast. When you're following like a truck or something and you're like trying to go from like around corners and stuff really fast and you accidentally like land on a wall and you just right. completely stop and your movement is super slow and you have to do that backflip to get off the wall and start swinging again. That messed me up so much during the DLC when I was doing crimes and stuff like that. Like the sable chase? Yeah, stuff like that. But can't you just, like, parkour out of there? Like, because you're holding R2 anyway, right? So you could just, like, run across the wall? Yeah, but eventually you slow down when you try to, like, jump off. Oh, you mean, like, if you gotta, like, turn all the way around and just, like, or just reroute turn yourself? General. I guess so. I guess that's why, like, knowing the environment and, like, pre-planning is a little important. Like, at least, like, a block ahead of what you're about to do. I actually don't like the car chase sequences um with the exception of like the sable chase and the helicopter chase those are fine because they're in the air but i actually really don't like the car chase sequences because like either i'm going to outspeed the car or like i'll get a lot of momentum and then they'll make a right turn and then exactly what you just said happens they always go around one block like no matter what (laughs) they always just go around a block Wait, are you serious? Yeah. It's the most weird thing that criminals are just going in giant circles away from the police. But <laughs> if I get my crime tokens, I'm happy. I, I'm actually disappointed. I never noticed that. <laughs> so we, we talked about movement, but you're moving around this gigantic world. It's, it's not like the biggest overworld ever. Like, definitely not. But it's got depth to it. It's like, it's not really big. Uh, like the the one I played um on the Wii, it didn't feel like you're swinging around a world. I felt like you were uh, swinging around a slightly detailed cardboard diorama, because you couldn't really interact with anything really from my memory, and all the buildings just kind of looked generic. They kind of looked like something you'd see in like I don't know a poster for a Mission Impossible movie or something. Uh, the people who designed this game, they, they actually, like, made every building look very detailed, you know? Just going along Google Google uh, Maps and just putting in the buildings as they are. It was like they, they kind of took, like, a rough template of what a New York building looks like and just kind of filled in the holes, like, around the major buildings, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, makes sense to save time. But, like, not only that, like, have you ever, like, crawled on a wall and, like, looked in the window of, like someone's apartment or something out of the many things i've done in this game this is not one of them there's actual detail yeah like some person will have like an entertainment center and it's got like spider-man toys or something i think how funny would it be if um aaron davis had one an apartment you like you just crawl up to a window and there's the entertainment center and the punching bag was that the room where uh miles tied up peter yes yeah that that would actually be kind of cool yeah, there's there is a lot of detail in the open world. There's like interactables and stuff. Um and in that in that world sprinkled around a lot of 
uh, little challenges to do. You got beacons that tell you where the little uh, backpacks and landmarks and photo ops, which are driving me crazy. I haven't gotten all the secret ones. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the secret ones. And I know that there's something new, like at rank at level fifty, you can unlock a suit power that tells you where secret photo spots are. I I thought I equipped it, and I just thought there were none. Oh no, you but, you got to look on your mini map. It yeah. doesn't actually like, like yeah, give you landmarkers. Oh, you do? You just never look at the mini map? No, I do. Cause there's got to be like fifty of them. Mm. It's not like you really need the uh, landmark tokens anyway. Nah, I'm you sure just... there's another trophy for it though, like no, a gold trophy not. or something. Really? I got 100% in the main game and all three DLCs. Really? There's not a single one about... for taking a secret uh, spot huh. photo. Dang. Well, why? <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't either because I forgot it was a feature as well. <laughs> oh man. Are they already put so much content in this game? Like they put, they put so many skins, man. Like, oh my god, the skins are so many skins. Some of the skins, I don't like, but others, I just love so much. Which ones do you? Okay, which would those be? I don't like the suits that make him look bulky, like the Mark Three armor. It like gives him pads and stuff. I love like that, that one. I I just don't like it. It looks like Red Hood. I, uh, That's the only reason I like there's it. There's also the Spirit Spider. Uh, the one it, who looks like Ghost Rider? It's the one where he has the skull on fire and he's in all white. I don't like that because his body is too bulky for a skeleton head. Isn't he supposed to look like Ghost Rider or is that another reference? I think he's supposed to look like Ghost Rider. But, you know, they went for an all white body, which I feel like they should have made his limbs a bit smaller for that. Because it just makes his head look so small. Oh. They didn't alter his body size. I also don't like the coloration of the 2099 white version. I think it just looks better as the original. I mean the white and the red and the black? Yeah. Okay, what about the skins you liked? I am extremely biased towards a few of these. I love Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Iron Spider is my main suit for the entire game it's the suit i always used and uh spider punk <laughs> oh spider punk yeah with the guitar yeah and the, the mohawk i love punk <laughs> it's so great see i the spider punk and the iron spider and then noir were like the big skins they had uh the first couple skins they showed off they're they're kind of what what pe got people interested they're like oh they're actually like going in with the skins in this game yeah and i love the powers with them too yeah, those are good. Although, the um, the spider arms, while you're in the undie suit, is creepy. Because the arms just come right out of your skin. <laughs> yeah, it's like Blue Beetle. You know, he's just kind of attached, eternally attached to his uh, spine, you know? The um, the underwear suit, I use that one for uh, a uh, unnecessary portion of the story. I use the underwear suit. I use the... Uh, original Iron Spider suit, the one where it's red and it's got the gold spider going across his entire torso. And then I also use the original Holland suit. Because I just I just really like the colors on that. It's, I like the, the muted colors and the black outline. How many skins? It's like t uh, 30 skins? 35? 
it's a All good I amount. noticed was the percentage marker next to it. Oh, yeah. As long as I had 100%, I was happy. Oh, and there was the DLC suits, um, like the Spider-Verse suit. Into the Spider-Verse 1. Oh my god, it's so good. That's actually I th- that's actually my favorite, actually. They translated it, it so well. They really did. And in the comic accurate suit, where he looks like the 1960s comics, where he's oh got the cell shaded, that yeah, one's kind of cool. It's the vintage suit. Yeah, vintage suit. <laughs> and the power with it quips. Yeah, actually, let's get let's go right into the combat then. Uh, the combat is a evasive style Arkham combat. Is the best way I can describe it. I've never played any of the Batman games. They're amazing but the difference is that batman is a very defensive fighter he's um he's he's like an earthbender you know he just kind of like deals with the problem up close spider-man is he's kind of like an airbender he's very evasive he has to get in and get out and that's your that's the kind of combat style they they urge you to use yeah especially with all the little gadgets you have the gadgets are so much fun and some of them are just so overpowered like the drone the drone <laughs> <laughs> yo you crank that baby up all the way you give it all the upgrades oh my God. That thing that out, the take out three guys I upgraded 100 percent. as a little spider drone. and it would deal with the crimes for me i, I know. didn't have to do anything when you don't feel like playing the game you know yeah it was that impact web and suspension matrix ah yeah suspension matrix is helpful Although I didn't really use that one until the screwball challenge I made you use it. It is so you pair you you do you have to take out the thugs on the roof. Group of thugs on the roof, put on a suspension matrix, concussion blast them off the roof. That's all you have to do. That's what oh, that I did for so half easy. the crimes. <laughs> it is so easy. much easier than just it's using so... <laughs> the drones and punching everybody. <laughs> it's great. When I didn't feel like playing the game, I just like walk over to the ledge so all the thugs would kind of group together and then walk behind them and concussion blast them off the edge. Yeah, but there was also never a point where I was like, man, I don't want to play this game. Oh, no, I, I enjoy playing the game. It's just when you have to do the petty crimes over and over and over, you just kind of get to the point where you want to get them done as much as possible, like as fast as possible. Yeah. I feel that after the game was beaten, there were like three different crimes that you had to do <laughs> in the main story per district. When you're fighting, you have to fight, like, you start off fighting unarmed thugs, right? But then they start throwing, like, mob factions at you who, like, get these, like, insanely powerful tech. And you have to deal with it with your little tiny gadgets. Yeah, it's, like, unarmed guy, a guy that has, like, a weapon that you can't, like, you can't just, like, punch him. You have to, like, uppercut him or use your gadgets. Right. Then there's the guys with the guns. There's the guys with the rocket launchers. And then there's Iron Man. <laughs> there are the brutes, which are the big guys. And then, sadly, there are the guys with the jetpacks. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, the guys with the miniguns. The big guys with the miniguns, tragically. <laughs> Those are the worst enemy in the game. They're so unbalanced. They take so many hits. Like They do. With, with the Iron Spider legs that you have the brutes take like four hits those guys take like eight it is ridiculous <laughs> they're holding and, a freaking chunk of metal why are they and, so much more powerful and at the same time i'm using drones i'm using 
uh, the electric the electric web and suspension matrix all just to take down like two. And don't you love how the impact web does nothing to them? Yeah, like they'll just like shrug it off. It's ridiculous. Hammerhead thugs are stupid. Yeah, the hammerhead thugs are what you, you encounter in the DLC, but you still like you get like a little taste of it near the end game of what you're gonna be dealing with in the DLC. Yeah, with the sable agents. Yeah, the sable guys. Even then the sable guys aren't that bad. No, they're not. It's just they, they throw so many at you that you have to like either wait for gadget refills or be very like sparse you, on how you, you deal with it. You have to use your perfect dodge as well so that you can get the the one hit. Yeah, the triangle uh takedowns. There's a lot of like planning involved. I'm so glad that the the gadget menu actually like pauses the game or like mm -hmm. puts in slow motion for you. Oh my god, that would have been so messy. <laughs> yeah, if it didn't is like it would be a disaster. Because they throw so much at you, especially like the the riot, not the riot, the um, the mob bases? shelters, the bases, yeah, the bases, the bases are fun to a point. And they were fun in the main game. Yeah. Except for the sable ones. And those are okay. They had the sable towers you could knock down. That was fun. Yeah, but that only took care of like two enemies, <laughs> and they were outside the base. <laughs> not unless, not unless you lured them over. With like a web on the floor, you just have to lure them over and then swing by and you, and take down. Does it the, go through the wall? I mean, they can exit the the sable base they if can? you like lure them out. Yeah, they can if you let them outside. They actually exit. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the AI isn't like stupid, but they can still like shoot each other. <laughs> you know when you like duck under an enemy and a guy with an assault rifle just unloads an entire <laughs> clip into that guy. <laughs> not me <laughs> I love it when the guys with the miniguns are the ones who do it because they just go ham they like go full spread over everything and everyone in the vicinity is like no <laughs> imagine being that guy that Spider-Man ducked under and getting a full blast of assault rifle and getting kicked in the back of the head by Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> while he's quipping at you while he's talking about how much he wants to eat pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, so that's like stupid he makes up. I like how he uh how he actually talks with the thugs sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, was it was it just in the deal, sir? He did did he do it in the main game where he's like actually like having full out conversations with them while he's beating them up? I think it's in both. But it, you know, Peter Parker's a sarcastic guy. He doesn't care. If it's about MJ, he cares. I mean, MJ can't fight. We know that. Mm. Miles can't fight either no, for this wait. game. <laughs> MJ can't fight. She gets a taser. Does, oh, she... She does. She gets okay. a taser in the... In Norman's apartment? Or right before it? But right not before in the DLC. Norman's. No, she still has it in DLC. Pretty distinctly remember you couldn't tase them in the DLC. No, I, d I definitely tase people. <laughs> Real? Oh, I guess I just forgot about it. I didn't use it. Oh my god. I went through the MJ section of the DLC without using the taser. <laughs> I took care of every single enemy. <laughs> like, I just walked behind every single one and tased them. No chances. No chances. <laughs> took no chances. <laughs> okay. We should probably address the, the stuff with, like, Miles and MJ breaking the pace. Because, like, if there's, like, one complaint... uh with Spider-Man on PS4, it's that the MJ and Miles sections break the pace. Yeah. See, I'm actually not in that camp. Despite the fact that I brought it up, 
I actually think they serve the game more than they, they like, cause detriment. I like the story parts of it, but like that one section of the game during the third act of the base game, like right before the rhino and chameleon fight, or scorpion fight, not chameleon. Right. And you like have to dodge around rhino as Miles. Like, it just felt like so slow. Right after that, you're Peter Parker moving as fast as possible, trying to kill both of them at the same time. See, I, I, I think it actually benefits the the experience of the game for the fact that it um it kind of reminds the player not just the stakes, but also like that you're a superhero. <laughs> That you're a superhero, it, it, it play. I think it's more so for the story and effect on the player than it is for like the game game's consistency, because it's also telling a story at the same time. Yeah. Like you know, when you're playing Spider Man, you're beating these guys up like it's nobody's business. They're just like, you know, they they they're just uh, a stain on the sidewalk, you know, in two seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Two button presses. But when you play as MJ, you're reminded that these are like like you know, they're villains of the game that like are endangering the people and whatever it, it, it serves with the whole like you know spider-man's protector of the city yada 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 so when you're doing the whole the section as miles you're reminded that these guys are like spider-man's rogues gallery they're like fearsome villains and like these are what the civilians that you see walking around this is what they experience then you switch to spider-man what what's the what's the term i was looking for i had it in my head it was like i guess it was contrast i guess contrast I guess. for world building yeah for developing the world because it's like, every day it's like, oh, this is Spider-Man's thing. You know, every day someone's knocking down a building. And you're like, wait a second. If someone's knocking down a building every day, this must be hell for the people living there. <laughs> you know? Maybe, maybe T. Jonah Jameson was on to something. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. They should have given... There there should have been more, like, variety and abilities. Like, they should have given Miles more than just a little spider track. Or spider... What, is, what do they call it? Like, a little siren i don't think miles actually had that he just had his tablet he had his tablet that he could hack into things mj was the one with the little taser and the sonar thing yeah yeah there should have been more variety but i get what they're going for and i i I can kind of appreciate what they're going for but hopefully like it's it's just either done a little bit in the next one or completely overhauled but yeah, uh, so I, I'm glad you brought up Scorpion and Rhino, because that's actually the last point we have, which is, uh, this is a video game, so it's got to have boss fights. There um, are quite a bit of boss fights. There are. And there's some which I would not consider boss fights. <laughs> Mainly the... Um, which ones the, are you the, considering? Uh, Riker's Island. Oh, that whole That scene? whole sequence is... I don't consider that a boss fight. Technically, it's not. I wouldn't consider that. Well, you're doing the same thing you do in the in the uh, electro fight, which is basically just doing quick times. You fight electro twice in the game. Neither time I really consider it a boss fight. I would consider the electro and vulture fight a boss fight for sure. Vulture, yeah, I can kind of see it, but electro, it's more of just checking off a box and then pressing triangle over to him. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, those boss fights just feel a bit easy, but it's because you're fighting two people at once. Yeah. 
what I see, what I like in games, like when a boss fight, you you do something in a boss fight and then it builds on it in future boss fights. And I get because of the story pacing, they can't really do that for this one because he has they throw so many villains at you. It's kind of impossible to make them like building off one another. So the other ones I thought were okay, like the Kingpin one. Very good beginning boss fight, I think. Yeah, he actually killed me at the start because oh, really? it wasn't really. I wasn't. I wasn't a hundred percent aware of what you had to do at first. Oh, you like web him up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Oh gosh, he keeps running at me. What do I do?" <laughs> yo, when he just keeps going like this, I actually got angry because I was like, "Yo, he's not letting me up. What do I do?" And then I realized, "Oh, you got to press circle." <laughs> yeah, and dodging too. Dodging will save your life. Yeah, it's just like in Final Fantasy VII Remake, I didn't dodge for a period of time. Really? Like, there was a dodge button. I just didn't press it sometimes. It was about, like, chapter four where I realized, oh, this is very important. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're fighting giant behemoths, you know, it kind of helps to get out of their way every once in a while. Well, okay, what was your favorite boss fight? I like the ones versus... Mr. Negative. That's his name, right? Mr. Negative? Yeah, Mr. Negative. The the subway fight? Both of them. I just like the aesthetic of it. Although the one in the Oscorp building was like, okay, get... Why are all these random goons on me? <laughs> Yo, shouldn't they have, like, died due to the shockwaves and stuff? N- no, it was like his little shadow, like, sleep paralysis demons attacking you. Oh, yeah! For some reason, I was thinking of the the um the gang thugs, but they still had, they still had um like the the sticks and the riot shields and whatnot. And it's like, okay, I need to focus on this guy that's attacking me with a lot of damage. I can't deal with like fifty of you people. They did that during the hammerhead fight. You remember the first hammerhead fight, not the not the last one. I mean, they did it with the last one, but the first one I think was worse because you had smaller space to deal with. I, I actually preferred the first fight to the second one. Really? Yeah. I felt like I had a bit more control in the first one. Because it wasn't as many enemies, and it wasn't as many annoying enemies. Because they had the jetpacks with the shield guys in the second one. You had to deal with Hammerhead, you know, shooting lasers and, like, trying to tackle you or whatever. And it was much easier to manage in that first one. I, that's actually interesting because uh, I actually died a lot of times in the first one as opposed to the, like, the second one I could handle. The first one, I I died so much. I didn't because... die in that first one, but I died once in that second one. You didn't have any problems with the camera at all? Mm-mm. Interesting. Because it, there's like so many different ways, playstyle ways. I guess mine just kind of clashed with that particular boss fight. Maybe. Because I played a very hit and run and like had to like go to the other side of the map to get my bearings and rush in again my stuff is recharged i didn't play like super hit and run i would take every single window i had and abuse it <laughs> like every time he charged i would get in at least like four hits and then i would back off i would never like run to the other side of the map and back i would always like stay within a distance so i could get those perfect dodges that's probably why you preferred this first one, then, because there's, like, he didn't, like, shoot too many projectiles at you. Oh my god, projectiles are the worst. They give you a spider sense, but then they throw so many at you that you can't react to at the same time. So while you're dodging one, you'll get hit by another. Yeah, like, 
usually I'm fine with it, like in bases and whatnot. You know, the ones with the challenges that have like hit a 65 hit combo, a 95 combo, or whatever. I I was able to do it up to like the 85 one, and then I'm like, this is just too annoying. I'm not doing a 110 combo in this. <laughs> Why would I waste my time with that? It's not like these base tokens are going to be used for anything. No, that's more so the challenge tokens, you know? And even then, the ones in the DLC you don't even need. Yeah, you don't. The DLC is a good opportunity to get ones that you couldn't really earn in the base game. And even then, the ones in the base game are easier. Yeah. How'd you like them uh, Taskmaster and Screwball challenges? I prefer Taskmaster by a mile. <laughs> it's the photobombs. Photobomb! You missed a photobomb! I just don't like how it's like, okay, you're stopping, and you're waiting, and you're going to press R1. Yeah, the photobombs are especially annoying because, like, like the stealth missions, you had to go it in the order that the game told you to instead of playing creatively. And that was super annoying. Yeah, like, I can rush stealth ones. Like, I can get those over in, like, 30 seconds. Not, like, and less. But with those, I, like, have I. I had to slow down so much, and it's horrible because they like grouped them up so badly. They grouped up all the enemies, so they're always looking at each other. I get they did it till like the DLC is usually supposed to be more challenging in games traditionally. Bring back Taskmaster. Bring back the Pigeon Guys. Don't bring back Screwball, please. I don't even want to see her in Miles Morales because <laughs> even though she's gonna be back. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll find out. So, yeah, that that was uh, our Spider-Man gameplay discussion. If I were to rate the gameplay, I'd probably give it a, uh, probably an 8 out of 10. 8.5, almost a 9. Probably 8.8 out of 10 is what I'd give it. Yeah, I'd probably go with an 8.5 as well. So much good. And uh, plenty of room to expand on as well. But, uh, yeah, that was our discussion. We're Next time, we're going to be talking right into the story and Spider-Man's death. He doesn't die. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that he dies? It suspends Nathan. If we say he's going to die, people are going to want to find out how, so they'll watch the pod or they'll listen to the podcast. Well, if they already play the game, they know he doesn't die. Hold on. If you're going to play the game, don't play the game. Uh, listen to us spoil the story. <laughs> <laughs> listen to hear Spider-Man doesn't die. Yeah, and if you played Spider-Man, you'd know that. So, what the heck? So... Yeah, play the game before you listen to that one. Just play the game. Just, yeah, just play the game in general. So the Cube Command podcast is, again, produced by Savoy Studios. You can uh, find our show and all the other shows produced by Savoy Studios by going to SavoyaMedia.com. You can also uh, find our show in the Tech Podcast Network because we're a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. Just go to TechPodcast.com. Uh, also, be sure to follow us on social media. The links are in the podcast post. And, uh, and our Twitch and YouTube watches play games. Okay. My name is Thomas Savoy. I was joined by Nathan. Say bye, Nathan. Bye, Nathan. This has been the Cube Command Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. And we will catch you next time. Nick, have you ever heard of Blueberry? Blueberry, what's that? 
Well, it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player, media validation, and unlimited downloads. Wow, does it have free technical support? Yes. Is it optimized to work with WordPress for easy blog posts? Yes. Does it require third-party sites to access? No. Is it spelled with a B and an L and a U and a B-R-R-Y? Yes. With affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me. Yeah, well, wait a sec. How'd you know that? I, I didn't say that. I don't know. What are, you, what are you talking about? Use our promo code CUBECOMMAND to get your first month of hosting free.